This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's newsletters, Alma's Insurance Fraud Letter, Volume 27, Issue 20, for October 15, 2023. This, the 20th issue of the 27th year of publication, Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter provides multiple articles on how to deal with insurance fraud in the United States. You can read the full issue of the fraud letter at the link provided. This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's newsletter, Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter for October 15, 2023. This, the 20th issue of the 27th year of publication of Zalma's insurance fraud letter provides multiple articles on how to deal with insurance fraud in the United States. You can read the full issue of Zalma's insurance fraud letter and its 22 pages in Adobe PDF format at the link provided at this blog. First article is an article called Man Bites Dog. How Geico Bites Fraudsters. Don't try to defraud Geico because it really bites back. Geico Collectively Geico sued defendants ALP Supply Inc., PV Supply Inc., and Palva Lucas, alleging common law fraud and unjust enrichment claims. You can read the full article and what happened on behalf of Geico at the link at the blog. Then there's an article on McClenny Mosley and Associates issues, where the 16th installment of the saga of McClenny Mosley and Associates and its problems with the federal courts in the state of Louisiana, and what appeared to be an effort to profit from what some magistrate and district judges indicate may be criminal conduct to profit from insurance claims relating to hurricane damage to the public of the state of Louisiana. The full article appears at the link on the blog. And there's an article about evidence being required to prove fraud and why an insurer is not required to disclose how it selects its limits and premium. Ira Trocki sued Pennsylvania National for fraud related to certain insurance policies where he complained about them increasing his policy limits and premium even though he accepted and paid the premium for multiple years with multiple changes. The district court granted summary judgment for Penn National and in Ira Trocki versus Penn National, the United States Court of Appeal for the Third Circuit on September 13, 2023, explained what is needed to prove fraud, an explanation that all fraud investigators will find useful. Then there's an article about good news from the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud, where multiple Convictions for insurance fraud are reported, including that of Nerek Ilyayevev and Mukhidin Kadyrov, who pleaded guilty for multiple cases of insurance fraud. The pair of fraudsters admitted to HIV medication fraud, no-fault automobile insurance fraud, 
and money laundering schemes totaling over $6 million. Ilyaev pled guilty to conspiracy to commit health care fraud for using two different pharmacies to defraud Medicare and Medicaid in connection with HIV medication claims and to defraud no-fault automobile insurance providers in connection with other medication claims. Meanwhile, Kadarov laundered several million dollars in fraud proceeds in connection with the HIV fraud scheme. This happened from approximately February of 21 through March of 22. Fairly quick action by the prosecutors and investigators. In order to conceal his role in the fraud scheme, Ilyayev stole the identity of another person and pretended to be them to own and operate the pharmacy. In total, Medicare and Medicaid collectively paid approximately $5.2 million in less than a year in fraudulent claims for the HIV medications. He would then close his pharmacy and open another, stealing another's identity to keep the fraud going. The pair, thankfully, face at least 10 years in prison each. You can read the full article at the link. And there's an article about why it is certainly not wise to explain a scheme to defraud an insurer to the FBI's informants and why an insurance fraudster tried multiple bases for appeal and still went to jail. Brian Higgins diverted for personal use funds he received from his mortgage servicer who had received it from a forced place insurer to repair damage to his home caused by a broken fish tank. He also filed a lawsuit against two witnesses for the prosecution, both FBI informants, accusing them of misdirecting the funds instead of himself. For his conduct, a jury convicted Higgins on three counts of mail fraud and two counts of retaliating against a witness, victim, or an informant. He, of course, appealed, but unsuccessively. In the U.S. of A. versus Brian Higgins, the Court of Appeal for the Sixth Circuit on October 6, 2023, affirmed Higgins' conviction, but gave him a small win by requiring the district court to reconsider the amount of restitution he must pay. That reconsideration might reduce the amount of restitution, then again it might increase it. You can read the full article at the link to the fraud letter. Then I note that the California Conference of Arson Investigators Annual Training Seminar is being conducted from October 16 to 19 at uh, the hotel in San Luis Obispo, California. Uh, the uh, CCAI Fire Tra Investigation Training Seminar will include where you can learn how insurers and arson investigators have taken the profit from arson for profit from me. I'll be one of the speakers, and I look forward to meeting any of you. You can register at the phone number or the link included at the blog. The phone number is 909-865-5004. The next article is a listing of health insurance fraud convictions.
where you can read about dozens of convictions of people who committed health insurance fraud, usually, and if not totally, against Medicare and Medicaid recipients and those who abused them. The first article is about a husband and wife who were sent to prison for $8 million health care fraud. Vincent Dumabeki, 72, pleaded guilty on April 2023 to false statements in a health care matter, while Victoria Dumabeki, 70, admitted to conspiracy to commit health care fraud on September 16, 2019. You can read the full article with the details about their crime and that of dozens of other people convicted of or making recompense for defrauding government health care providers. Then there's the article of other than health care insurance fraud convictions, starting with an article about a Newtown, Pennsylvania man ordered to pay restitution for fraudulent practices. John Paul Reese, 56, of Newtown Township, Pennsylvania, entered an open guilty plea in March to insurance fraud, deceptive business practices, forgery and theft by deception, all third-degree felonies. He was sentenced for committing fraudulent business practices as the owner of a Bucks County Collision Center and ordered to pay more than $435,000 in restitution to five insurance companies. You can read about the dozens of convictions at this part of the full Zalmas insurance fraud letter at the link. Then we report from Thompson Reuters about a new book by me called Property Investigation Checklists Uncovering Insurance Fraud, 13th edition. You can read a full article about the book at a link provided from Thompson Reuters and you can read about the property insure investigation checklist in detail. The book examines recent developments in areas such as arson investigation procedures, bad faith, and extra contractual damages. The appendix includes the NAIC Insurance Information and Privacy Protection Act forms useful to investigators and the full text of how through a thorough investigation defeated a fraudulent claim, and convicted a lawyer to a long term in prison. Thank you for your attention. You can subscribe to Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter. It's free, and you'll receive a copy in PDF format at least twice a month. It's published usually on the 1st and 15th of each month. You can also subscribe to the videos on YouTube and on Rumble.com. And if you do, I'd appreciate it if you click on the like button on YouTube or the thumbs up button on Rumble.com. And if you're interested in more detail about insurance, insurance fraud, insurance claims, and insurance law, please consider for a small fee subscribing to my Substack publications or my Locals community. Thank you for your attention.